See, because God had to become flesh. For him to be able to make the once and for all sacrifice for your sin, for my sin, he had to become flesh. Paul says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Christ became flesh. He became part of who we are. He lived amongst us and was around us. See, Christ was all of God and all of man. See, some things are predestined, but God will always use men and women in his pre-prepared plans. He's looking for people who understand who they are, understand the responsibility that we've got, and he's calling us. He wants to involve us in his pre-prepared plans. And so he's calling, he's he's recognizing Joseph. that Joseph is, is not just there by accident. He's not just any Joseph. He's Joseph in the genealogy to bring down, bring Jesus into this world. God is looking for men and women who can partner with him in his redemptive plan for mankind. See, don't ever see yourself as just anybody sitting on a blue chair or sitting in your home on a Sunday morning and being in the family you're in, being in the location that you live in, being in this place or being in that place. But you're part of God's plan. So I believe to bring redemption to mankind. See, although Mary said, let it be, according, let it be to me according to your will, you know, you know, she didn't have a choice because Joe, the Holy Spirit just turned up in her. But Joseph had more of a choice. He had more of a choice. He had, he had to position himself and flow with God's flow and God's purpose for his life. Joseph had more of a choice. We, we, we have choices. You know, we are where we are in situations that we're in because of the choices that we made, you know, pre-today. When you look back at your life, when you look at your life through the rearview mirror, you'll see you've gone past things. There are things that are behind you, uh, places that you learned things, places that you, you were shaped, places that you were changed, places maybe that you were challenged, and you made choices to get us to where we are today. And so Joseph is thinking, he's thinking about this choice. And when he, you know, as, 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 as he's being addressed, but when he thought about these things, the angel speaks to him and he's having to make some choices. He's having to choose how is he going to respond to this situation which he finds himself in. He was thinking about what he could do to protect their integrity. He's thinking of others first. He's thinking of other people first. He says, how can I protect the identity how can I protect my, my integrity? How can I protect the integrity of Mary who is going to be my wife? And so in that, you see, what he does, I see Joseph in a position where he's positioning himself to hear from God. As he thinks about these things as he meditates on these things, as he remembers these things, as he brings them into his thought pattern, he is thinking, how can I position myself to hear from God? And God speaks to him in this, in this dream, or he speaks to him as the, angel, as the angel addresses him. Because he's prepared, he's positioned himself to hear from God. Sometimes we don't position ourselves to hear from God. We fill ourselves so much with everything else that's going on around us. And we don't position ourselves from here to hear from God. You know, we have every opportunity, we have every resource available to us uh, you know, to, to quiet ourselves down and, and, and put, put out every other voice and just hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
So he positions himself to hear from God. And of course, when you position yourself to hear from God, God will speak to you. There's plenty of other people who will try and maybe try and get you to hear them, hear their voice and hear what they think God wants to say to you. But hear from God and he hears from God. And when he hears from God, when he listens and he hears the voice of God, the angel reminds him who he is. He said, Joseph, son of David. When he looks at maybe, yeah, maybe I often think maybe there was a sign above the workshop that says something like, Joseph, son of James, Joseph, son of... Son of David, joinery. And it reminds him who he is. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves who we are. Now, I'm a child of God. When this is going on in my life, when this turmoil is turning my life upside down, and all these things are taking place, I am a child of God. I'm no longer who I used to be. Because we've remembered the, the, fresh, the shed blood of Jesus and the broke his broken body, it's positioned us somewhere totally different than where we were before. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, the old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm no longer who I used to be. I am not just Joseph, a carpenter. I'm Joseph, the son of David. And because I'm Joseph, the son of David, I have this place, point of significance. God has this plan for my life. Because you're a child of God, God has a plan for your life. And God has a purpose for your life. It's, it's like he, he's reminded that he has a covenant relationship with the God of heaven. And so when you remind yourself that you have a covenant relationship with the God of heaven, everything, everything that takes place in your life, everything comes through to you, it's like it comes through a filter of a covenant relationship. He reminds him. He has a covenant relationship with the God of heaven. And then he's reminded when, he, when, he, when the angel says, Joseph, son of David, he's reminded that he has a heritage and the promises that have gone before him. Aren't you glad that there's some promises that have gone before you as a believer? There's some promises that have gone before you. We're living this side of the cross. We're living this side of Christmas. We're living this side of everything which was done on our behalf. He's reminded that he has a heritage and the promises that have gone before him. You know, God is a God of promises. The Bible says that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him are amen. And so there's promises that have gone before us. And so when things look chaotic around us, when things look confusing, when things look cause us to start questioning things in our life that is going on in our world, just like Joseph is able to say, when he thought about these things, God reminds him of who he is. And God reminds us continually, I believe, you only have to open the word of God and we get reminded of who he is. He's reminded of his heritage and the promises that have gone before him. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1 starts off the book of the genealogy of Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham. <laughs> He's a son of promise. His promises tied up in him, which are, which, which are going to take place, which are going to be fulfilled. I sometimes think we forget some of the promises that are tied up for us. Some of the good things, some of the great things that are available to us.
And, and so Joseph is here, he's playing this part, he's playing a significant role in his part in this generational line of promise. You know, that positions us in a place, I believe as Christians, as believers, who people who love Jesus, people who have come to a new relationship and understanding of him, you know, that we're playing a part in the generational line of promise. So when we open our mouths, when we do things, when we get involved in things, we're playing a part in something which is not just for our day and for our time, but it's something which is also been prepared beforehand, but is for us in the future. He was playing his part in his generational line of promise. And then, of course, he has to demonstrate his faith. He demonstrates his faith by bringing and doing what he's called to do. He gets involved in what he has been placed on this planet to do. He recognizes that he's a child of God. He recognizes that he's playing this part in this generational line of promise to bring about a Savior. Because Jesus is, is, is mentioned there when he says to him, you know, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. And you can imagine Joseph, when he hears that, things will start to, start to generate in his thinking. And think, hey, yes, I'm part of this plan which was for mankind to bring salvation, to bring a place to, to, to name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And it's something which is going to go before him. It's something which isn't going to stay in that place. It's going to go beyond him. Let me ask you the question this morning. Do you ever remind yourself? Does anybody in here ever call themselves a Christian? Anybody watching on, online, anybody part of us this morning who says, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian? Of course, of course, you know, we say we're a Christian. But do we, do we fully appreciate what that means? I am a child of God. I'm part of the promise. I'm part of that line. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm no longer who I used to be. I'm a child of God. I'm born again of the Spirit of God. He who is in me is greater than he who is in this world. Do you ever remind yourself, I am a child of God? Maybe it's something we should do every morning when we wake up. Maybe you do. But proudly get up and say, I am a child of God. I'm part of something which is going to go beyond me. It's not just by chance. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just Joseph. I'm not just a, I've not just got this normal, this ordinary name. But, you know, and we've got a name which is significant. We've got a name which has been given to us. And that means a lot to us. It means a lot to those who gave us that name. But we have a greater name, and that is a child of God's. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm a child of God. And of course, Joseph has to name this child, then this name Jesus. He was, he was to be called the name Jesus. And it wasn't just any name. It was Jesus, a saviour. And the reason of that name is so clear. It was the promise of God coming to fulfillment. 
the promise of God come into fulfillment as, as he is named Jesus. That is such a powerful name. And it's a name we must never forget. And we see it, it'll be written, we'll, you'll see it, you'll, you'll be familiar with it over this Christmas season, over these next few weeks as we run up to Christmas, and it'll be a name that people, you know, wherever you find yourself, they will know the name Jesus. And I'm sure this time of year, more than any other time, people remember the name Jesus and identify it with the Christmas season. And maybe you get opportunity at the Christmas time to, to, to tell people what that name means. Because for, for most, it just gets put in the background. The reason for his name is clear. This was the promise of God coming to fulfillment. For those whom Christ saves, he saves from their sins. You see, we're saved from our sins. We're saved from the guilt of sin through what he did for us. And we're saved from the power of sin by his grace. For by grace, we have been saved through faith. It's the gift of God. And that gift of God came at Christmas. And it's something which we... Which we the gospel is like... It gives us, Christmas gives us that fresh reminder of the gospel. For us to believe, for us to be involved in, for us to accept... And it positioned us in a place to live in great power. And that state, see, that same name still lives today. The name of Jesus. And just like Joseph, we are a recipient of the promise to, to be able, I believe, to be a people who use that name. Not maybe not just at Christmas time, but we use that name. And he was able to say, okay, I'm going to say this is the name which he's going to be given. It is the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. See, just like Joseph, we are the recipients of that promise. And that promise is not for us to keep to ourselves. It's a, it's a promise for us to make known to mankind. It's a promise for us to push and to reach and to touch people's lives with. It's not for us to keep to ourselves. See, sometimes, sometimes the th some of the things which God asks you to do in passing the promise may go way beyond our natural understanding. See, for Joseph, it was way beyond his natural understanding to accept what he was hearing. But it went beyond him. Don't ever think that you, that you are a child of God just for today. That you're a child of God just for this season, just for this moment. I want us to just take a moment for us to remember that we are who we are. We are, we are children of God. Just as Joseph was reminded on that first Christmas, before that first Christmas, that he was, that, he was this Joseph who wasn't just any Joseph. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, 
So as you, as you think about these things, as you think about things that go on in your life, as you think about things that are being challenged, as you think about things that are, cause us to question, just remind yourself of who you are. I am a child of God. And when I believe, when, when God addresses us, he doesn't see us as we used to be. He sees us as he, as he has created us to be. Children of God. You are a child of God. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Last week I mentioned, as I already said, how Elizabeth was referred to as being she who was called, was called barren. That's not, you know, so often we, we, we allow ourselves to live with labels of something which we're not. And they restrict us and keep us in a place of unproductiveness for the things of the kingdom of God. But she is, she is, for with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God to those, the Bible says, who believe. You know, it says how she who was called barren, it says, for with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power of, or impossible of fulfillment. When you're a child of God, when, when, you, when you know who you are, when you, reminded you, when you remind yourself and, uh, and, and be sure that people around you don't see you as you used to be, but they see you as you are now, and they, they, they will struggle to see you as you are now. Because not everybody sees you as Christ sees you. Most people saw this woman as being barren. God sees her as somebody who is productive, somebody is, who has a future. And Joseph was not just Joseph who was a carpenter. He was Joseph who was the son of David, who played a part in the fulfillment of, prof, of the prophetic word of the promises of God, which he had for mankind to bring salvation. Because he says, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And church, we have to be a people, I believe, who recognize who we are, that we are children of God. And that we have a purpose on this earth to, to play our part in the fulfillment of the promises of God for mankind, not just for you right now, and your, not just you and your family, but for you and those who are around you, those who are going to go beyond you. You know, playing our part in society. Joseph played a part in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the birth of Jesus Christ uh, that... I think that we sometimes underestimate. But he was, a, he was a man with a purpose. You're a person with a purpose because you're a child of God. You're, you're, a, you're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. You're somebody who God has identifies as someone, who, you're someone who God identifies as someone who, who is part of his plan for mankind. I think so often we miss out on so much God has for us because we don't fully see ourselves as God sees us, as children of God, as children of God. Maybe you're watching this morning, maybe you're in the building here this morning and say, I can't even really say that I'm a child of God. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. Well, today you could do that. Today, something could change. Maybe you're here this morning, you say, well, I'm a child of God, I'm a Christian. I've seen I'm a child of God. I know I'm a child of God, but I, and I hadn't really seen it in, a, in, a, in, the, in the way I maybe heard it this morning through the Holy Spirit speaking to me. But today, you're able to say, I, I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. 
Can you place your hand on your heart right where you are? Say, I'm a child of God. Church, just like Joseph, you can play your part in the promises of God coming to fulfillment. You're not insignificant. What can sometimes seem like turmoil around you is God working something in you. Just like Joseph, be, be one who, well, I th- well, you think about these things. Allow God to reveal to you that you are a child of God. You may be living with a label. Maybe a condition that feels like it's given you an identity, put a restriction on you, put a tie on you, put a chain on you. See, when you get a revelation of who you are in Christ, that you're a child of God, because that's how He calls you. He doesn't call you by the identity that you put on yourself or that someone else has put on you or the condition that has been put on you, the circumstances have labeled you with something. He calls you as a child of God. Many times the Holy Spirit will just open something and just open a, open a thought in us and reveal something to us that can just release us from that hold and allow us to live in the fellowship we can have as a child of God. So if you're here this morning, and you're able to say, I'm a child of God, well, let's just stand on our feet and declare that we're a child of God. Thank God that we're free. And that we can play our parts in the promises of God coming to fulfillment. In the days in which we live, in the world in which we live, and the environment in which we live. See a revealing of the Jesus, the Son of David, the Son of God, who will save the people from their sins, will bring fresh hope and life and resurrection power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every person. If you're here this morning, if you're here in the building, and you say, I've, I've, living with, I've lived with an identity 
I live with an identity that is, is, feels, feels like it's restricted me because it's something which has is, which is labeled me. And it's, it's caused things to be restrictive in my life. I want to pray with you. We're not going to ask people to come to the front or anything like that, but I want to pray with you. It feels like it's put an anchor on your life. And it, we, we can be labeled with a condition. And we can be identified as someone who has a condition or a situation in our life which can be restrictive. When you're a child of God, there's no restrictions. You know, we're free. We're free. If you're here this morning, you say, I'm here, I'm here. Yes, I'm a Christian. I love God, but I feel like there's there's, an anchor to my life. There's a restriction on my life. Can you just raise a hand? No, I don't want to embarrass anybody this morning, but I'm not going to ask you what that is. I see a hand. Anybody else? I see a hand that is resisting. Well, I see a hand. It's like a, I see another hand. I see a load of hands in the building. It's been restrictive in my life. You can put your hand down. That's fine. Now take your hand down, but put your hand on your heart. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in the house. Of course He is. Now, Father, I pray for every person who's placed their hand on their heart this morning. Maybe you can do this at home if you're at home. Every person who's placed their hand on their hearts. Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. That that label, that anchor. Which is being has been restrictive. It's been containing. In the name of Jesus, we break it right now. We break it right now. That is not who we are. That is not who you are. Now raise your other hand and say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. So with one hand on your heart and the other hand raised, you say, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. That's who He calls me. That's who I am. He doesn't see me as someone with an anchor. He doesn't see me as someone with a break on. He doesn't see me as someone with a restrictive name or label. 
He sees me as a child of God. And I'm declaring, declare right now in this house this morning that you are a child of God. And you, you are playing your part in the redemptive promise In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's shout a big amen. amen. Let's shout a big amen. Let's worship Jesus for a moment before we close.